coming at you to Lincoln America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, top of the uh, second hour, five twelve. So we already, we already, uh, already quarter in. quarter in there. Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, Austin, on the ones and twos, making us uh, look good, sound good, and all that stuff. Old school, brought to you by the Mercato Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop, located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. My man K Dub went over there. And got him some. No, so, that's the one we got it when we when we did the oh, show. Oh yeah, that's right. We did the show. They just been in the freezer. Yeah, and Kenny put them on there, and they look they were looking good too. I hey hey, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you people, man. Oh lord. Kenny, Kenny sent me what he, Kenny sent me what he was about to do. I said, man, you should make. I said, you sure you know what you can do? And he sent me a picture. Kenny Kenny can get on that grill. When I want to. Yeah. When yeah, I want yeah, to. Yeah, he can get on that grill. So he passed the test. You know what I'm saying? He can uh, get on the grill. But hey, they got good food down there, man. Got whether it's burgers chicken obviously any type of steak or cut meat they got pork chops seafood uh some pasta and stuff like that so it's a uh, you know it's a great place and it's been uh everybody that I've, that has either went down there to the butcher shop or to you know to get something to take home or uh went to the restaurant they've been pleasant uh, pleasantly uh, uh pleased so all good down there we appreciate their support uh every day and any day that they uh do uh support the old school and um so I know you guys were talking a little bit about good weight and bad weight. Um, you know, hey Kenny, you know one thing we, hey we, we when you get on our age, we don't put nothing but bad weight on. <laughs> and it um, takes a long time to get it off. I'm telling you, know what's funny? Uh, I want to say a shout out to my uncle Butch, Francis Houston Foreman. Dang man, uh, using that man Hoke up man. What if somebody looking for him? Oh, he 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 he, he on the East Coast. They ain't gonna get, they go look for him. They in some trouble because he packed. He, he, he ready, yeah. He, he ready he, for him. He bringing more heat than he hell. With man. Him, yeah. so, man. Hey, it's his birthday. Happy birthday, huh? But I remember him telling me, you know, when he was he, he might have been in his fifties or something, and I think I was just getting out the league or whatever. And he was like, "Look, man, when you get this age, I'm, you know, back then you could you think you're invincible. Well, no, you could you know you could go and hit a good workout." And then, you know, for a week or two, then you'd be, you know, you'd be back in, you know, reasonable shape. You know what I'm saying? If you had, you know, just getting back, started working out. He's like, man, when you get this age, man, it takes it long. You got to work out harder and longer to get it off. I'm like, man, whatever. Hey, <laughs> he didn't lie. There's not one thing that he told me in life that didn't come to come to fruition. But I was sometimes too hard headed to, to listen. So, we all are. hey, man, we, we always try to uh, encourage people to get to the gym. Obviously, we got to. Uh, um people from pharaoh's on on saturdays um mark has lost over 100 pounds you know on weiler really? oh yeah he's lost i think well over 100 oh, wow. um ad you know he's 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 big pump pump i always tell ad they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna steroid test you when yeah. you go there uh for the for the when you be the motivational speaker man because yeah. you straight gun show bro that's all he does he's doing gun show and uh then you got big raft you know he'd be in there too he'd big body he, he's a bodyguard you know what i'm saying so <laughs> 
Um, and then you got Strick. He's on his. Uh, I heard Strick in there talking about he trying to get summer sexy. I just had I had to turn it dialed in though. <laughs> he I mean, said I, summer sexy. I was like, no, oh, he's getting referee ready. Yeah, that's better. But he, he tried to get say he's getting summer sexy. I just had to. He's getting it. referee ready. I had to turn it down because come on, bro. We, we some of us were stuck in here with him. All I day. know because Austin was stuttering and stuff because he didn't know how to recover. But with that being said, uh, headed to the weekend. It's going to be a good weekend as far as weather-wise, Easter. Um, but we got sports that, that are being played, and uh, the Masters is on. The big story today is Bro Kepka, Brooks Kepka. You know, uh, he's twelve under. He had another good round, flawless Jeez. round, sixty-seven minus twelve. Uh, big Daddy John Rahm, the Spanish assassin, is uh, nine under, but he's got another nine to go. Must be a weather delay. Victor Hovland is struggling a little bit after really jumping out seven under. But the big story, I think, is Sam Bennett, eight under, and he's an amateur, Kenny. That means homeboy is just – he just left – He's K- stroking he, it. He left, he left calculus three, landed <laughs> in Augusta, and putting in work. Putting in and work. he's a U.S. amateur champion, uh, and he has a unique character. Um, then you got some other guys, and uh, Tiger Woods trying to hold his head above water, battling like he always does. So I think they're going to have to try to play uh, 27 tomorrow, which doesn't work in Tiger Woods' favor, considering that he has physical limitations. But he has a heart of a champion. We'll see if he pulls through. My man um, Phil Mickelson moved up. Phil, Phil he Mickelson, he's been, he been on his fitness. He even lost 48 pounds or something he like that. My man looks like he's half of his uh, original size. Um, and, you know, it's a good sports weekend. You got, uh, you know, obviously NBA playoffs coming down the pipe. You got UFC. Um, what they call it, he calls himself style, style uh, bender or whatever his name is, and he's he's trying to win back his get pride in win his title back. DP down there, he's gonna be all hyped up. <laughs> you got the Masters uh, coming through, but I want to ask your opinion. I know you follow basketball quite, you know, pretty good. In your opinion, who's the NBA? Who's the MVP? So three headed. I think to me, three hit three so people. Who, who you got? Um, Embiid, Jason Tatum, and uh, um, Joker. Joker. Now, yeah. Joker's been out the last what four games, five games? Oh, yeah, how many? And I think I watched Embiid last night. He's trying to win the MVP. They were down 30. Yeah, he's going 25, and, yeah. he, and he was trying to get his get that, his groove on. Yeah, so he's trying to win MVP. Um, to me, it's just those three. Giannis kind of. Took a dip, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, and Giannis is kind of one of those things that he's in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. so he's not. A, I mean, he's on prime time, but he's not on all the time. And and you got to think, you know, a lot of times you might see the Nuggets against Phoenix late, late. And uh, you know, obviously when you're in Boston, that's a bigger market. Uh, Giannis has been hurt, but when he's healthy, he. Did you uh, see KD last night? Speaking of Phoenix, yeah. he put Start, in he put in that work he, last night. He's starting to kind of get his groove back. Back, yeah. And figure out how to play with Booker and Chris Paul. Booker better figure out how to play with him. Well, I mean, but that's a great thing about KD. KD is KD. Like he always says when people question him, he's like, you know who I am? I'm Kevin Durant. I'm Kevin Durant. Well, the great thing about KD and LeBron is that they can, you can take them off a team in the middle of the season, put them on a championship contender team, and they'll figure out still to be a dominant player within the system. That's what makes them so great. My vote would be Embiid. Um, Joker's won it two years in a row. Um, you know, Tatum went on a little, little, little bit of a run to start the season off, then dipped a little bit. Yeah. And it's a little bit hard with him uh, when you got uh, Brown with him. You know, where you got two, 
two two, two guys yeah. that kind of played the same, built the same, and both of them kind of switch halves or switch games when they want to be dominant. But Tatum is on the rise of being a dominant kind of two, three, four type of player. Uh, but I think Embiid earned it this year. You know, I wish they did it or voted a little bit later. I do too. I wish it was voted because later. I want to see how Philly plays in the playoffs and he how he plays in the playoffs. Yes, they can't. That's, that's the they biggest. can't go one. They can't go one series out the first series. Right. That's what I think hurts him from prior years when you play. You know, and 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 let's also Denver hasn't done well, but I think Joker's stats are so dominating when he's starting to get all those triple doubles. Yes, it kind of. Oh, it kind of washes over, you know, their playoffs or lack of playoff success. Um, and they had that one run when they got to the championship in the bubble uh, or, or Western Conference championship in the bubble to go against the Lakers. So I think uh, Embiid will win it this year. I think when he had that 52-point game, I think a couple of days ago, and Doc said, you know, there's no question. I think it's, you know, it'd be very disappointing if he didn't win it this year, but you just never know. You never know what, yeah. them, what them voters are thinking. Um, I got the chance to watch. Your boy playing Denver. He's got that old man's game now. I'm he moves you. like we were talking about it. Robert Parrish. Yeah. Austin. We were. Yeah. He moves like it hurts. Oh, yeah. It, it, he moves like it hurts, but he, he can give you work now. Yeah. He, he knows his space. <laughs> he knows. He plays at his pace. Yes. And the thing is, he's tall and he's big. So he, he – and he shoots the ball like Larry Bird over his head. Yes. So – so he playing at his pace, and the thing it's him and it's him and uh, Luka Doncic. They both play at such a slow pace or slower pace than everybody else plays in, in the NBA, where they play so frantic that they see things that everybody else doesn't see. They don't. They don't get sped up. No, they do not get sped up. It's amazing. Part of it is they can't speed up because they're not that yeah. athletic, but it, it mentally, and they they control the game. Lucas, he's Luka, kind of athletic. Lucas more, more athletic than, yeah. than the Joker. Can we use the term sneaky athletic? Yeah. Yeah, and see, and, but see, both of them though are big for their position. Yes. Now, Joker's not the tallest, but he's big. But he's thick. He's thick. Yes. I mean, he looked like a you know a bouncer over there in Russia. <laughs> you know, he, you know, he, he's a collector. Hey, like hey he, yeah, like, I'm like, charging you juice. So if you, you know, he had there breaking legs, and then Luca, you know, being for a point guard, he's six seven, and he's kind of chunky, and so to- so he's able to post you up and and kind of play the same game. But I think his I think Joker's ability to pass the ball and shoot the ball from deep, and he's getting them in that secondary break late yep. transition, yep. is is something. And I also think both coaches, uh, especially Malone and Denver, in this also you know, and I want to get into this a little bit. We got three minutes. You need a special coach or a coach that can think outside the box to take the Joker, who was a second round pick. Look what he does well and have a vision and saying this guy can be dominant in the NBA, kind of like Mark Jackson did with Steph Curry. Because what people don't understand is Mark Jackson had such an impact on the league. I don't understand why he's not up for coaching jobs. His name is out there, but he never gets interviews, and he has this bad rep or whatever. But what he did was, I wouldn't say he saved the league. He added to the league because people don't understand Steph Curry early in his career was they always say he's a defensive liability, wouldn't play late in, in the games or late in the halves. So he was – I wouldn't say he was on the way out of the league, but they really pigeonholed him there. Mm-hmm. So then he also took Draymond Green and, and is like, I see him. And then he said – then he had Clay, And then they just took off. Now, granted, 
Kerr came in and took it. But then you think Malone, you see Joker. First of all, you don't know whether when they pick these guys from overseas, you don't know whether they're coming or not. You don't know. So when he comes and, and sees him, he's not the most appealing looking. He's a second round pick, right? Because they probably had to look on YouTube when they scouted him. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and a lot of times they're picking these guys from over and different countries. Yeah. And they're averaging nine points, six boards. So they're trying to project them because they're not offensively dominant, mm-hmm. right? Now Luca was been playing pro since he, I think, like 14 or something. So he, you could project a little bit more. But it takes a coach like Malone to think like, okay, he might not be the best defensively, but offensively he's so efficient. And then he makes everybody else better. And it allows Gordon to be the kind of slasher. It allows Jamal Murray to be that that shooter. And then they start adding pieces around it. And then you got a championship contender team. You you brought up Draymond. Right? He was a second-round pick. Yep. Have you seen his – Rookie year, summer league. Oh, he was doing work. Have you seen it? Somebody yeah. posted it last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I told you, if you go and watch Draymond before the game, he can shoot. That's what, So I went to the game. Yeah. And, I, and, and he I, was he was breaking you down, too. But he was putting it on the floor. He yeah. was, you know, turnarounds. I'm like, but he's getting upper in age. Now, he's playing his role now. Right. He talks about it. He talked about it on his podcast where – you know, when he came in, obviously he needed to score yes. because he was undersized. And then he was kind of like in the second unit. So he was playing kind of a point forward. So he was doing everything. Again, Mark Jackson was like, yeah, that's appealing. But then he realized this team. So he would only play this. He was talking about he'd only play like eight minutes playing his offensive say role. Mm-hmm. But then he had a couple games. He realized this team needed toughness. Well, he's like, I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. So this ain't I mean, yep. this is what right I am. Up my alley. So then he brought that. Then the minutes and then the fan, then it just took off. Kevin Looney, that plays for them, that actually plays center. If you go back and watch him in college, straight up. He gets he, on my nerves sometimes. Though. I know. He was, <laughs> hold on. At UCLA, he was a small forward. Gotcha. Now he's a center. So, but then Mark Jackson, then Steve Kerr said, okay. We know you're 6'10", 6'11", and he's big, mm-hmm. but he's kind of a little slow foot. Like you could do, you can get away with it when you're six ten and playing in UCLA, more yes. because you can, you know, you can overwhelm people. But okay, I know you can play defense, and I know you're rebound good enough for us. But you give us a little bit of offensive threat as a stretch five. That's where the NBA is going. That's when you have real coaches that are able to look at something and not always focus on the negative. And you know what? Next segment, I want to ask you about that as far as football. Now we'll go to football because I think a lot the good teams will just focus on the professional football team. But even before you got here, there, you know, there was a coaching staff here where they were going recruiting guys, and then like within a couple months, be like, he can't play. Well, I'm sitting there like, you recruited him. Preach. And he's on scholarship. And he's on scholarship. So I want to talk about that, how the good coaches and staffs focus on what you do well. And still understand and try to rectify your weaknesses to try to hide him. Because you know what? Michael Jordan had weaknesses in yes, his game. Did. Yes, he did. LeBron has weaknesses. Kobe had weaknesses. Everybody, every player that's played a sport has weaknesses. Tom Brady doesn't matter. The good coaches or the great coaches recognize them and then focus on your positive. We're going to go to break real quick. Come back. Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, Austin, old school. We'll holler. <laughs> 